Welcome to The Lex Factor, a lawfully good podcast where we'll brief you on the business of law so you can build a better practice and capture more billable hours. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Lex Factor. It's your host, Lauren, here. And your co-host, Brad. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We we do a nice round of applause for Brad, always, our co-host. Always. always, it makes me feel it builds my self esteem. Exactly. Yes. It's it's a little harder when you're the co-host and you're not the the main host. So we give them that little extra something to keep yeah. them going. She, she rubs that in quite a bit <laughs> that I'm just the exactly. co-host. Um. So you guys probably hear a, a a new voice in the background here. So we're actually here with Michael Nestor today. So he is vice chairman and partner over at Young Conaway. Welcome, Michael. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So glad to Mike have you. Mike or Michael? Mike's perfect. Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? So uh, I'm a, a bankruptcy lawyer at Young Conaway, uh, based in Wilmington. I re- uh, primarily represent companies uh, that would are in distress, need to either file bankruptcy or come up with an alternative. Uh, I've been doing it for a long 26 years, which is oh, wow. crazy. I have five kids, ages nine to 22. Wow, wow. it's great. I'm up in New York periodically, so like I am today. So, uh, which as we talked about earlier, is about an hour and a half train ride. Yeah. Wow. I just recently read the article. And uh, it had mentioned that you had, you know, family obligations. Uh, I don't think it said five children. Wow, that's quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, Brad, you're a close it's second it. with four. Yeah, I have four kids, but uh, not five. five you, you took <laughs> five, it up a notch. That's a whole other. Yeah, that's level a whole right other level. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I could tell you. Uh, I don't know if it was the same for you, but after you know, number two was was you know additional work, but three. Three was like it was totally different because there just wasn't that you know man to man. Yeah, but then four came and I was it was you know much easier. So I'm kind of curious: is five similar to number four? Is it uh, (laughs) once you're over three, it's like zone defense at that point, right? Like you said, you lose the man to man coverage. Yeah, and then it just doesn't matter. I think from there, it's like you know, no matter how many you have, you're just in a constant zone zone defense. (laughs) But you love love them all equally. That's right. Always, right? No, 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 no. no. Oh, no. The nine-year-old, the best. The nine-year-old, he still loves daddy. He's still, like, nice. Oh, my gosh. teenagers are, yeah. That is hilarious that you say that because my youngest is nine as well. And he is the sweetest, still loves me, you know, still holds my hand sometimes. Yep. Yep. Totally different for the older ones. Well, I guess my parents yeah. lied to me when they said there wasn't a favorite, because clearly there is. <laughs> is this, we, we've changed the whole topic of I this know, podcast right? right now. Do parents really love their children equally today on The Lex Factor? It could be juicy. <laughs> I get some good stuff out of that one. Um, speaking of juicy, no, I'm sure, Mike, you probably had a pretty interesting year with bankruptcy and COVID. Um, I can assume, unfortunately, it was probably good for your business. It was uh, insane, really. For, yeah. for really everyone. Um, it was like mouth on the end of a fire hose. Uh, just because <laughs> yeah. there were just, I mean, instantly everything shut down yeah. um, and it affected, you know, a lot of consumer-based companies, retail, um, gyms, it affected hotels, mm-hmm. um, real estate, um, and then other companies, you know, the travel industry, oh, uh, yeah. airline related industry, you know, it was, it was absolutely um, crazy. Um, I would say March to call it October. Mm-hmm. Uh, things have started to settle down a little bit. Obviously, the PPP money is helping, you know, yeah. push money into the economy, which is flowing back out the companies. So that's good for the country and for um, for those businesses. Um, but it was uh, 
it was crazy. And days never ended because you were home. Usually if yep. you're working in the office. Exactly. You, you, you work and you leave and you do maybe do a little work or check emails, but you start and then you don't stop. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Was... You're sitting at home. Like who actually sits there and, and says, okay, I'm going to take my hour lunch break at home. Like let right. alone take it in the office. But like you're sitting on your couch working. Do you need it? It's, it just seems weird. Right. You know, you keep going, you just and, keep going, going. and going. Yeah. And then you look at the clock exactly. and it's 9 p.m., 10 and p.m. And your kids are, you're pulling on you for yeah. dinner. They're like, dad, feed us. <laughs> Busy working guys. Busy working. You have teenager or older yeah. <laughs> siblings. Go ask them for food. No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have them, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> to do the chores, to feed the younger kids, we're good to go. So, and, and we actually wanted to change subjects a little bit to the purpose of why we're actually here today. Um, we did want to talk cause marketing with you because we know it's really near and dear to your heart. Specifically, um, we wanted to talk about wine to water, which you will fill us in a little bit about too. But based on our where our conversation was going, I'm actually curious to learn more about how you guys handled cause marketing too during the COVID area, because I think a lot of companies had to put that in the back seat for multiple reasons, not just financial reasons. So um, I'll let you go ahead and get started. I don't know if you want to cover cause marketing first or really kind of give some background on wine to water. Why don't I start with um, a little bit of background on wine to water and then I'll kind of end with the cause marketing and kind of how we dealt with that over the pandemic. So, um, and I'll, I'll be as quick as I can. The, um, a, a friend of mine became the CEO of Wine to Water. I think I said that in the article, but yeah. um, mm-hmm. a guy named Dave Cuthbert, who was really just an amazing guy. And so we started, um, he and I, uh, Bob Brady, the chairman of Young Conway, and I met with him and, and, and determined, like, is there something we can do with this? Um, and so we did, we, uh, it was three or four years ago, uh, we invited Wine to Water in for an event and it was a filter build. Mm-hmm. where you, you get, we got the whole firm in every employee top to bottom. Um, and we each built, we built 350 filters, wow. uh, which are, can produce up to a hundred thousand gallons of clean water, oh, wow. one filter. Uh, and it just so happened that the hurricane had just hit Puerto Rico. Um, and so we, we, that's what we did. We built the filters and wine to water, got the filters to Puerto Rico. Um, and it was the, I got more compliments on that because everyone at the firm viewed it. It was, different from, you know, walking or, or uh, giving money or having a Friday donation. People actually got into a room, saw at least videos and from Mm -hmm. Dave, he was there, how the, how it makes an impact on people and then got to put something that was going to go to a source. It was tangible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so before that, were you guys involved in any sort of giving back or cause marketing, or was this really your first venture into that initiative? We 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 actually do a lot. I mean, we um, we probably don't do as good a, had not done a good a job of marketing the cause. Yeah. Uh, but we did a lot of uh, cause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we do a lot of um, we tip we do uh, about fifty five hundred to six thousand hours a year. The lawyers in the firm on pro bono work. Uh, a lot of times representing children in need uh, in Delaware through a guardian ad litem program uh, and a whole bunch of other things. But this really was um, an eye opener for us in terms of how to actually connect the, the cause, you know, to the firm with marketing <laughs> to try to get, you know, a credit for it and have people understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, and hopefully try to get them involved. Yeah. You know, I also think besides 
uh, you know, using your words, you know, get credit for it. it. It also motivates the staff and others that are doing it to see the publicity that you get for doing it too. You know, on LinkedIn, I see lots of things of people posting the different charities that they support and people start to comment. It builds that camaraderie, things like that. So, you know, it's it's... I think it's more than just from a marketing aspect, but also from, you know, a sense of purpose for individuals and wanting to be a part of that community that gives. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps you kind of enhance that culture internally at the office, too. You know, it allows you to talk and work hand in hand with people that you may not see or work with every day. It also just gives you a break away from the day to day and all that hard work, you know, sitting behind Mm -hmm. a desk, doing consultations, going to court, whatever it is. You get to step back and like have a little bit of fun, Mm -hmm. you know. Exactly. And we we um, so that was a great event. And then Bob and I started talking to Dave and we figured, how can we get more involved? And, and I knew Dave, obviously, and I've been down to the Wind of Water. They have like an annual event where you can kind of Doc Henley speaks and explains his story, which is amazing. If you haven't looked at it, you should look at it. Um, he's a really dynamic um, speaker. Um, and so we figured we would get we would, we would the bankruptcy section really would team up with Wind of Water. Uh, and we would do a filter build, you know, one year in one city, you know, over a period of years and then end with inviting all of our uh, our contacts who would come mm-hmm. to one of the wind of water villages um, and see, kind of cool. see firsthand the difference that it makes. Now, you said COVID, you know, that kind of ruined the wind of water event last year. Yeah. Uh, so we did. We weren't able to do that. Um, and they raise money both from direct donations, asking people for money. And, and, and some of it is actually wine to water where you order wine and they get a piece of the action. And we do that as well. We keep uh, we order the wine and, and, and for our contacts at the end of the year. Um, and so uh, we're able to, to help uh, sustain them in that way. And that was really what we did last year. Yeah. So Dave emailed me and said, do you want to go to a bunch of people? Do you want to go to Nepal? And I was like, oh, wow. I've always wanted to go to Nepal. I don't know why. And as you saw in the article, my wife's like, get out of here. Like yeah. you can go, <laughs> please go. Just go. Um, and then, you know, there's always an excuse not to go, yeah. right? There's a, you have family obligations, work obligations. Um, you can come up with any reason you want to not go. Um, I had something blow up, as I said in the article, I mean, massively. And my partners were awesome. And they were like, you need to get out of here. Like, go do oh, this. So that's nice. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty neat. What was the one item that was most interesting to you when you went over there? What like what really shocked you? The numerous ways water makes a difference for these villages. Um, it's not just uh, drinking. You know, you, when you think of it, it's like, oh, they get drinking yeah. water. And what they do is they bring the water into the village. So either each house has its own pump. Mm. Or there's one in between two houses. Um, And sometimes it's brought by gravity from up on the hills. Sometimes there's a well. Sometimes there's a pump that pumps it up to a a container and then it goes down by gravity to the houses. But it's, 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 you know, obviously drinking water. Um, It's sanitation because... These people live in, you know, they don't live under circumstances that that we live in. You know, there's Mm -hmm. no, um, you know, a sink or, you know, uh, know, clean drinking water. So it's sanitation, particularly with the girls and the women, you know, they require a little bit more. Um, It's farming. Uh, They turn, uh, they turn barren land and it's not big. It's, you know, you know, 40 by 50 feet, but Mm -hmm. it's unused land and they turn it into farmland where they're able to actually make crops and the women the women who are not, you know, no longer walking miles to get water have time. So they, they're able to cultivate the crops and actually contribute to the household, both in terms of produce and, and actually trade by trading crops uh, for either money or other, um, 
you know, needs for the family. Um, and then safety. I mean, the, a lot of the three of the village we visit, villages we visited were on the border of the jungle, uh, which have tigers, rhinos, elephants. Um, and they're not, you know, they don't have to travel for water. So mm, it's safer for mm-hmm. them uh, to have the water access. So it was really that. And, and most importantly was the women empowerment. Yeah. The women are the ones that are driving this process. Um, the last village we went to in Bengada was there were 31 women leaders who made their pitch to wind a water with the ward leader. Uh, they were the ones that told the stories. They were the ones that made, you know, indiv- and each village you get an individually made braided flower necklace. Um, and they're the ones that push the project and maintain the project um, and, and make sure that it continues. Yeah. One thing would be women empowerment. If I had to put my finger on one, one point. It's just so fascinating. It really is. I I honestly, I I feel like we could just end this podcast and you could tell us about your entire experience. And Brad and I would just sit here and listen to you all day. And soak it in. (laughs) It's just, you know, I didn't think about, uh, naive, I guess. I didn't think about the safety aspect of it. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't think of that. You don't think of safety when you're going to get a, a drink of water, yeah, you, know, you think you need clean water to yeah, drink and you need yeah. water to, to shower in and, you know, wash off what you right. need to wash off. And but then, there's so much more. And then the stories you come back with, I mean, it's just empowering to those that did help build the filters and, you know, to actually see them in use. It's just, yeah. it's it's definitely an interesting story. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think us here in America, we think about, you know, we know that there's other countries and other populations that don't have access to clean water like we do. But I don't even think... Brad, when you said filter, it triggered something. You don't think about what is needed to produce that clean water. Mm -hmm. And so while we can sit here and say, man, I'm thankful I have water, even though it's something we don't really think about too frequently, you don't think about the fact that it's something like a filter that people need to build and the effect that one filter has on an entire population. Like it's crazy when you really break it down and imagine how thankful someone is to have a new filter. Right. You know? Right. One more question before we get to cause yeah. marketing. But what were the people like? They were incredibly grateful. I mean, it was, so each village, we visited five villages. Uh, we visited uh, one village, two villages where they had already uh, had the wine to water and they were maintaining it. But mm-hmm. it was great. And they charged people a de minimis amount. But you have to have money to be able to fix it yeah. if something goes wrong. We visited two villages where it was in process and we actually helped move a 500 gallon like container to the top of a three story tower. Uh, But they were still, and that one was, I mean, a really dangerous uh, village that wine water had actually helped build a fence just around the schoolyard so that tigers and they couldn't get, you know, they could, if they wanted to, obviously, but it was additional layer of protection for the children. And then we visited the last one, uh, which was um, where they actually are in desperate need of water. They had 650 people. They had one well that worked year round and it was like incredibly contaminated. So the elderly and the young were constantly uh, sick, mm. uh, but they were so grateful. You, sh- you would sh- show up at the village and they would have chairs set up for you. Uh, as I said, each village, they, 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 with whatever flowers and what, and, uh, greens that they had would make you a, a necklace. Yeah. Um, they would put, um, the red dye, um, on your forehead, um, as a, just a token of love and appreciation. Uh, and then they would explain through one of the wine to water translators, like what, what water has either means, um, has meant or would mean for their, um, for their village and their people. Yeah. Um, and they were just so grateful. They did dances for us. They toured, they walked us around 
you know, their village showed us different examples of what water has meant. That's awesome. Uh, just incredibly grateful. Yeah. Wow. So that actually, I'm curious when you said that, since you went back to this village after they had initially worked with wine to water, so they had that, that safe water, um, what differences did you see firsthand in the village who had already worked with wine to water versus the ones you were going to help get set up? Um, it was it's interesting. So the houses are built better because when you have water, you can make ah. bricks and mortar uh-huh. and that sort of thing, as opposed to just mud up against, you know, straw. Yeah. Uh, the one village had, uh, a, they built a school for their kids uh, with a sanitation uh, station uh, for them to wash, oh, wow. uh, wash up at school. Um, and again, they had, um, they, they ate better. They had, uh, you know, they had a pump. The kids would play with the pump. Uh, the kids were uh, awesome as well. There's one picture in the article about these kids. They're in the middle of a bean patty playing soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a great, uh, great snapshot. But, um, and they maintain it. Like I said, they have um, water wardens who are responsible for maintaining the water source, um, for charging people, uh, the villagers um, for use. Um, and for working with the warden, uh, for the ward leader, uh, as well as wine to water if something goes wrong. So what advice do you have for uh, others that want to get involved with wine to water? And then also, second question, um, how did that really impact your business, getting involved with that? Did you see positive results, uh, people recognizing the contributions and and uh, therefore connecting that to the firm? Uh, just go into a little bit of detail on that, if you could. In terms of getting involved, I, I would actually just recommend doing a filter build uh, at your at the firm or the company and just experience that. Uh, it's a very good team building event for the people that are there, and you were making something that will make a difference for a family and, and a, a group of people. Um, and then, you know, just reaching out to them and organizing that, and then, and then take it from there. What was your second question? I was just curious. It was long-winded. It, I was going to tell was. Brad. That you was can, little, sum, was you can yeah. summarize for me. Go ahead. No, it's all you. No, You're I was co-host. I was most curious. I'm the co <laughs> She rubs that in all the time. Have you noticed that? Co-host. She she has to right. get out that co all the time. <laughs> One year for my birthday, she actually had a birthday cake that just said, Happy Birthday Co. I on don't, it because he's lying. She, she, I don't even she know when his recognize. birthday is, let alone did I buy him a cake. <laughs> no, my uh, my follow-up question was getting involved with the charity. I, I wanted to know how that impacted your firm. We talked a little bit about how, you know, the morale of the people doing it, you know, increased, brought us together. But did you see a, a outside individuals coming to your firm due to the charity that you gave? Uh, curious just to see if it brought in additional business, if it made extra connections, just kind of your view on that. I think um, a couple of things. One, um, when we first decided to send the wine out as our, as our, you always struggle at the end of the year, like what do you want to, yeah. what do you give your referral sources wine as is a gift that good. isn't right? Wine is perfect and it is delicious. <laughs> so um, we, um, so that was good. We actually got a lot of, um, follow-ups, which you usually don't, you get like a thank you here and there, but people really appreciated that we were doing something that helped other people. Um, And so we're at, we got multiples of what we would usually get in terms of a response. Did it lead the business? I don't know. Uh, But it sent, but it sent a positive message. Um, Second, the article, uh, when the article was published and it was, it's the, uh, the top 10 downloaded article uh, to date on the ALM publication. Oh, wow. That I got a lot of feedback from that. Uh, even within the firm, you know, the uh, staff, whatnot, were very, um, they just said, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. We have this podcast, so we'll see what happens there. <laughs> this um, is it. Yeah. I think this will, 
it'll be helpful. Blow I mean, up, I think yeah. it'll it, to get the word out there. Yeah. Uh, but we still have part of our mission left from Young Conaway's bankruptcy group's perspective, which is um, embarking on our, you know, our completing our filter build initiative across the country, New York, Chicago, LA. Um, and then the end, the culmination of that, which is inviting our referral sources to Nepal or, or uh, you know, uh, somewhere else, the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. where, where they'll be able to, with us, you know, stay for a few days, help out, you know, some people and see the impact. Uh, but I think for me, it was, it really is, uh, we're midway through the process of connecting um, our, our referral sources with the initiative. Um, and maybe we'll do this in a couple of years and see how it worked out. Yeah. And I think cause marketing in general, it's not regardless of the industry you're in. It's not always that one number one thing that you're like, okay, this is going to drive a new business. This is going to increase our revenue. Obviously it can. um, But I think a lot of it too, especially in the legal industry, you know, you guys are dealing with clients who are probably, they're probably dealing with something that may be unpleasant. Um, they're worried about how much this is going to cost them. You know, if you guys are billing by the minute, the hour, however, even if it's just a flat, a flat fee for whatever the work you're doing, you know, legal work is not cheap. And so your clients, they're having a hard time for multiple reasons. And just knowing that you're working with a firm that actually has some sort of other initiative. So it it shows that you guys are real. It shows that you're not money hungry. It shows that you're not just there to bill the most time against your client as possible. There's, there's other things that you guys have on your radar as a company. And I think it's somewhat comforting to that client because it's like, okay, they're people, they're here for me. They care about other people, other organizations. They're not just here to charge me as much as they can. You know, and that helps with the referral business too in the future. Right. Can I just use her answer? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yes, can, you, can. can you say it verbatim over? No, I'm just Not kidding. at all. But oh. it made a lot of sense. It was, it was true. I mean, it was great. Yes. One point for Lauren. All right. Um, marketing so, coming through. Yeah, exactly. That's my mark. That's what we do in marketing. No. Um, so you at Young Conway, how have you guys really worked to get this message out? You know, are you posting about wine to water on social media? Are you sending emails out to your clients? Um, you know, networking. What have you guys really been doing? So, um, um, we we did originally send out like what, before the um, the first wine was was sent out, which I think was it might have been 2020 or 2019. We did send an email out to anticipate it, why we were doing it, um, and that it was a multi year initiative uh, that we had with Wine to Water. Uh, again, we sent the wine, uh, which is obvious. It's a, it comes in a bottle that says you know Wine to Water, uh-huh. um, and it's Caldwell Vineyards in uh, California, and then. Um, and, and, and then we have uh, my trip, which we tried to maximize the value from that trip to ensure that it was, you know, on social media, um, that the right people were, were getting it and seeing it, commenting on it, et cetera. And by the way, I'll tell you that to your point, it's, I have one story where I met Pitbull uh, and it was, it's pretty cool. And I <laughs> told them, like, I, my, I, I don't know what he was wearing, but he was, the, he was so cool. Um, <laughs> this, this one trumps that one. I okay. mean, everyone wants That's to hear awesome. about Nepal. They want to hear right. about the, the experience. Pitbull's right behind. Pitbull, I'm sorry, Pitbull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want to offend oh. you. Um, he listens. But, uh, he's a regular yeah, subscriber. Yeah, he is a regular so. too. So. Yeah, so be you, careful. You got it coming to you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I expect that. Hey, Pitbull. Uh, so, Mr. Worldwide. Um, so, um, I uh, and, and now we're in the process. I, I really think the, the filter builds are going to be huge uh, because people will see, I think it's going to be huge for wine to water because they will see 
the, the, our referral sources, which are companies, other lawyers, mm-hmm. financial advisors, investment bankers, they will see firsthand the benefits of the filter build, both in terms of marketing, but also the good that you're doing. Uh, and I'm expecting it'll, you know, permeate um, in their respective firms, companies, industries. Um, and again, I think it's going to be really powerful um, and impactful to bring some of our contacts to, I hope Nepal, just because I think it's so cool. Yeah. Uh, but but somewhere like that, where you can just go there, get away. You do have Wi-Fi, uh, so you do have connection. Ah, okay. uh, but see, but just see, you know, the, the you know firsthand. Put your fingers on the dirt and see what exactly is happening. Yeah. Next time you go, we're going to have to get you a GoPro or something so we can oh, exactly. yeah. live stream your really visits cool. to the to the different villages. Yeah, that would actually be it's really amazing. cool. Yeah. That would be. I'm going to put that down on my to-do list. <laughs> Our marketing to-do list. Yeah. Pitbull, exactly. Pitbull actually just texted me and, and asked that <laughs> I suggest that to you. Um, so you can take He's going to get you a white one <laughs> yeah. that says Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, right there on the GoPro. <laughs> His partnership with GoPro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Um, Mike, what else are we missing that we want to cover today? I think, you know, Brad and I got a lot of really good information for our listeners. I think not only did we learn a ton about wine to water and, you know, what's near and dear to your heart and your firm's heart, but also a little bit about just what's been working for you guys. You know what I mean? Um, Why it's important to have some sort of cause marketing initiative, how you can promote it within your firm. What what else is there? What are we missing today? Well, I would say I mean... I think I said this in the article, I don't, but ju- I, I think just do some, do it yeah. um, and see what happens. Just do it. Like, you know, a, a Nike, <laughs> um, get out there and do something. Um, and le- as, I, as I said in the article, if, if it's just a filter build or it's just some, you know going to an event or if it's just giving money, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that provides a lot of uh, return. But uh, it, it really, and again, I would love to get together with you guys either formally or informally after we're done this project. Yeah. But um, I just think connecting um, the initiative to the, the firm uh, and, and connecting your contacts to the initiative is huge. Um, and, and, um, and that's why Bob and I decided to do it um, at the outset. Uh, so, um, I think that's it. And, and again, I, I, the, the with specific to wind of water, this women empowerment thing, was, mm-hmm. especially in these times, uh, was eye-opening and really jarring, uh, just to see how strong, uh, the women were there, how focused they were, their passion, um, and their leadership, mm-hmm. um, in terms of getting this, um, uh, done really an incredible example for, you know, all of us. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, I think there's just, it's almost to the point where if you're not doing some sort of cause marketing, you're behind. You know, it's mm-hmm. pretty common these days, regardless of industry. Um, everybody's doing something and there's so many causes out there to support. So it's not, you know, obviously wine to water is great, but if you have a specific interest in, in animals or the medical field, there's just so much right. out there that you can support. So find out what's near and dear to you and figure out a way to support them. And Make you it can, your you can, cause. Yeah, you can start small too. Um, but I think my too. I'd actually love to hear more, like you said, offline. You know, maybe it's something, Brad, that we could do in the office too. Mm-hmm. We could build some filters. That would yeah. be really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I will say one last thing. Um, Dave Cuthbert, who was the CEO of Wine to Water, he actually started a company that is focused on connecting, doing doing exactly that. Oh, that's um, awesome. And he did now, I think he stole the idea from me, by the way. <laughs> having these conversations. It's okay. We got that. We got um, that recorded. But, yes. <laughs> But um, but that's what they do. I mean, he has a consulting firm now that just focuses exclusively on 
with companies, like making sure yeah. that they're connect connecting the initiative to their referral sources, clients, et cetera. So that's awesome. Um, it's crazy. Um, it's and it's and it is awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, we loved having you on today. This was actually a nice change of pace, not only educational, but we got to hear a really cool story yeah. about a really cool cause. And I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think we should do great. more of this. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was great meeting you all. It was yeah. great to meet you too, Mike. Yeah. All right, everybody. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Lex Factor. And we'll talk to you next time. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to The Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.